Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana has officially named its senior as the starter under center for the Grizzlies opener at Washington in less than two weeks. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. Chris football head coach Bobby Houck said before Monday afternoon's practice, we'll start Cam. He'll start the first game and go from there. Cam Humphrey, a 6'2", 201-pound sixth-year senior from Issaquah, Washington, has completed 68.5% of his passes to 1,033 yards and 10 touchdowns compared to three interceptions in his previous five starts for the Grizzlies. Humphrey has also rushed for 108 yards and a touchdown in that action. Montana opens its season on September 4th at Husky Stadium against the University of Washington. Montana State's starter under center, as expected, will be Matt McKay. The 6'4", 208-pounder from Raleigh, North Carolina, is a former four-star recruit who started six games at North Carolina State back in 2019 before transferring to MSU in January of 2020. McKay spent more than 20 months on the Montana State campus without playing in a football game. He'll make his first start since he and the Wolfpack fell 31-13 to the Florida State Seminoles back in October of 2019. MSU opens its season on September September 4th at Wyoming in Laramie. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads have hit a skid for the first time this season. The Garden City's Pioneer League baseball team fell 9-8 to the last place Great Falls Voyagers on Monday night in Missoula. The Voyagers, who swept the Paddleheads in the Electric City last week, emerged with a 2-1 series victory with Monday's win as well. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
was a band you could say the soundtrack of our lives, I think you'd have to say it's the Rolling Stones. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. The drummer of the Stones died today at the age of 80. And hopefully Tommy's doomsday prediction is not true. Hopefully this is not the beginning of the end for the Rolling Stones or the rest of humanity. But either way, great life lived by Charlie Watts and what an awesome band the Stones have been for decades and decades. Got to appreciate them for, I mean, they, they were in the height of the 60s and they had some 60s type rock and roll songs. Then, like this, a Vietnam song all the way through the 70s. A lot more edgy than into the 80s with some great music videos. And man, they have been in front of the trend and setting the trend no matter how long they've been around. Pretty uh, pretty outstanding musical act, to be sure. Welcome back to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SJBX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Broke down the Class AA and Class A ranks for high school football. High school football gets underway on Friday here in Missoula. Missoula Sentinel hosting Billings West. Rematch of the Class AA State Championship at Washington Grizzly Stadium. That'll take place 7.05 p.m. kickoff. If you want to go down there and check it out, that's awesome. Go support the kids. Or if you can't make it down, find the action right here on SWX Montana Television. Our good buddy Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, and Monday co-host of Nuanas Now. He'll be on the call for you. We also talked a little bit of Stones, a little bit of uh, Isaac Brock and Modest Mouse, and we also talked a little bit of Idaho State football as the uh, our Big Sky Conference preview series continues. You can find everything from the first hour of today's show on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. It's wild having all these sports crossing over as we have right now. It's been a hot minute since we had relevant minor league baseball in the city of Missoula at the same time that we had relevant fall football practices leading up to the uh, season opener for college football teams. So we've been all sorts of jam-packed around here. I'm trying to get everybody in as much as I possibly can, but uh, our good buddy Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads, uh, voice of the Paddleheads, he has not joined us here in a little while. So uh, actually a ton to get to today because uh, all of a sudden, the Paddleheads for the first time all year really are kind of struggling. They, uh, they've they been swept by the Great Falls Voyager, I guess lost two series, including being swept on the road and then lost this most recent series, three-game series in Missoula at home as well uh, to the last place team in the Pioneer League North. So uh, we'll get to the, the more in-depth analysis here in a little while, but just broadly, Jeff, it's been sort of strange to see this team sort of come back down to earth for a little bit. Well, I think it's been kind of a trend around the entire Pioneer League. I think everyone is kind of starting to catch up and figure out how to win ball games, if that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Looking at especially, you got two teams that were cellar dwellers, so to speak, in the Pioneer League in the first half, looking at both divisions, looking at the Boise Hawks, sure. they're playing exceptional baseball right now. They're probably the hottest team in the league. They just ask the Idaho Falls Chuckers. They're having a whole lot of trouble with them. And actually, they're playing tonight because get this, the Chuckers and the Hawks, because Boise is hosting a state fair right now, their ballpark is out of commission because of the state fair. They're on the road for 12 straight games, and they're playing nine days in a row. Oh, boy. Against the Chuckers. Wow. With, with no with no off day. Just nine <laughs> straight days. I've never heard of, of that. Of the Chuckers and the Hawks. And and they've got the Hawks, the Chuckers do, at the wrong time. Because Boise's Played real better. hot. Yeah. They just took two or three against the Paddleheads. Partially had that game the last game get away from them in the ninth inning. They gave up a three-run blast with two outs and two strikes in that finale on Friday night, which was a tough loss for Missoula, but still a much improved team. They've added some new players. 
So Boise's playing much better. We've touched on the Billings Mustangs, who've finished dead last in the Northern Division. They're leading the second half. They've run into a rough stretch. They lost 4-6 to the Vibes, which, say, the Vibes, really? The Vibes? Right. You know, a team that's just struggled so much through the entire season. Not only that, these Voyagers, you got to look out for them. They've also been playing some better baseball also, having won seven of their last nine, including winning two series against the Paddleheads. Ben Norman's been swinging the bat well, outfielder out of the University of Iowa, good-looking player. Jackson Raper has six home runs against the Paddleheads. Astus Norman, so both of them playing their best ball. It very well could come down to the Voyagers and the Hawks, making themselves playoff contenders coming down the stretch, something that you would never expect with those two teams and throwing in the Mustangs as well. Three teams that were well below 500 in the first half, just playing much better baseball, and it's led to a lot of teams struggling more in this half versus the last half. All the second half action for the Missoula Paddleheads can be found right here on ESPN Missoula. Jeff will be on the call for the duration of the rest of the regular season and then into the postseason as well. The Paddleheads got off to such an amazing start. And uh, they, it was actually amazing. The most amazing part about the first half of the season was that the Paddleheads dominated to such a high level, yet it still came down to the last game of the first half for them to clinch the first half championship because of this unbalanced schedule. The Paddleheads were certainly playing the toughest first-half schedule in the league, having to play the Ogden Raptors, the best team out of the South, for basically the duration of the month of June. It was basically Ogden versus Missoula over and over and over again. What, I think 15 games in 21 days or something like that against each other? 15 and 18, actually. Oh, unbelievable. But they came out on top. But it did it took until the last day of the first half to sew up the first-half title, even though they went, what, like 40 and 15 or something like that? 35 and 13. 35 and 13, yes. So they won 35 out of their first 48 games. That's an unbelievable clip for any level of baseball team. And it still came down to the last uh, game. But then now in the second half, uh, been just a few games above 500, and they have been struggling lately. You mentioned they got swept in Great Falls. They dropped to the Boise Hawks a series. And then they recently got beat. Uh, Last night they fell 9-8 to lose the series 2-1 to the Great Falls Voyagers here in Missoula. Is there a sense of fatigue amongst this team? Or, or is this just human nature? The fact that they already sewed up the first half title, maybe it's not as uh, paramount importance. Or what are the, what are the factors? Because there's also the factor of, you mentioned some of these teams have added new players. The Paddleheads have also lost several of their best players as well. So just sort of weigh all of the the, the factors that have gone into the uh, quote-unquote struggles of the Paddleheads here in the second half of the year. Well, I think human nature has to be part of it. You know, this season is is a grind for any team. Sure. Playing 98 games, especially coming off 2020, where a lot of these players played zero games. Sure. At, you know, having been the pandemic and their minor league baseball got canceled, that whole thing. But also, you're thinking about it, the Paddleheads, they've got a big target on they their do. back from that first half. And you saw it the last two nights with the Great Falls Voyagers. They approached both of those games like it was a one-game playoff scenario where they had their starter go out there and throw as long as he could, and they had their two best relievers with Grant Larson and Aaron Kern. They had both of, the, both of their best relievers the last two nights throw two and two-thirds innings and three innings. Long relief appearances that you don't normally see for late-inning guys, and they just said, we're going to line both these guys up in these two games, 
and they're going to throw until their arm falls off, and we're not going to throw anybody else, which is what you would do in a one-game playoff situation. Sure. You know, if you've seen Mark Simon throw an inning or maybe two for the Paddleheads looking at it from that respect. But to have it lined up like that, it just shows you that teams are gunning for the Paddleheads. They want to beat the Paddleheads, and it fires them up to do that because they see Missoula as the team to beat, and they want to try to continue to build momentum against a team like Missoula because at the end of the day, the road for the postseason will most likely lead through Missoula. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Battle, has joined us here in studio. It's Nuanas Now. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Crazy to think that we're into the stretch run here, though, Jeff. Uh, just a six-game set coming up against the Ogden Raptors on the road, so you'll be taking off tomorrow to head on down uh, to Ogden. That's a bus trip, right? You guys are on the bus? Yes. Are you guys bu- busing to Boise, too? Um, when you have gone to Boise in the past, is it? Oh, yes. Um, yes, we, we drove there as well, yes. And Billings, too, right? Yes. So this is another factor that maybe people aren't putting into account. Boise on a bus is, what, nine hours? Just about, yes. And Ogden on a bus, probably seven, seven and a half, and Billings, probably six, six and a half. So you're talking, you know, between 350 and 500 miles one way for these trips, and so you have to think that that might be a factor in uh, the, the fatigue level as well. Oh, sure. I mean, again, it's, it's human nature. If you're getting up early in the morning, you're on a bus all day, and then you have to get off the bus, and oh, by the way, first pitch in BP is in an hour. Uh-oh. Right. That's tough. I mean, just off the bus, cold. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's a, it's a tough adjustment. And it's not as if, you know, a lot of times in the Big Sky Conference, for example, when um, you, know, you talk about guys being acclimated to some of these bus trips, a lot of the guys are from this area. So they are. Like, if you grew up in Montana, you're used to riding the bus forever. Same thing with some of the guys in Eastern Washington, Idaho, and stuff like that. Most of these guys from the Paddleheads are not used to riding a bus by any form or fashion. But I guess that is sort of the old cliche, too, though, right? I mean, ride the bus. That's what minor league baseball is all about is the bus trips. Yeah, and you look at a lot of these players played in collegiate wood bat leagues or other affiliated minor league teams or travel ball growing up, bus rides are just a part of baseball in general. I've, you know, I've grown up around baseball my whole life. And, you know, I have kids that, you know, that grew up with that would, um, during the summers, would go play baseball. And I'm a Northern California guy that would go play baseball in Los Angeles, Palm Springs, go down to Arizona. And those are obviously exceptionally long trips as well. So it's just kind of part of the, baseball world so to speak what do you do on the bus what's your what's your activities well it depends on they, these guys like to play little cards right oh oh yes <laughs> do you oh. ever get in on the card games oh I, I actually do um the road trip i'll use great falls as an example when you're in the electric city where the hotel is you're kind of on an island there's not really much around you per se in terms of like restaurants, bars, that type of thing. So when you get out back to the hotel, especially on a Sunday night when things kind of close early, it just turns into the paddleheads taking over the lobby playing <laughs> playing Upper River, or if you're familiar with the card game. And you don't want to mess with specifically Brandon Riley. The cards. He gets he gets very serious. The last time we played, I was beating him pretty good and he was getting all getting all what's he doing? You know, and 
of course, it was like a new game that I hadn't really played before. <laughs> and I'm coming in there and just, you know, running through all of them, and he's getting angry. Well, I did buy him a bottle of wine, though, to kind of catch things over, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because athletes are always, I mean, the higher level of sports you get, the more competitive guys are going to be. So pro athletes are obviously going to be hyperly competitive. So they're always going to be competing at everything, board games, card games, everything. Oh, I, got it for, I forgot one other big one. Yeah, sure. Bus ride. Yeah, yeah. There's a game. It's called the Mafia. Okay. We're picking the Mafia. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and, every, and it's like a, it's almost kind of like a whodunit type of deal. Yeah. And one guy picks who are like cops and who the mafia is sure. and everybody's like playing different roles and ev- and you like kind of put your head down and it's like if he gives you two taps then you're in the mafia if you get one you're like a cop or you're a detective and then the whole thing is like a like a process of elimination like where the guy says all right cops pick up their head and everybody picks up their head and then the mafia is down so then the cops can see all right these are the mafia members or you know <laughs> And it's just this kind of giant melee of events, and it's just a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you guys are finding some way to entertain yourself on these long bus rides. And I will—I was going to say, I would reckon that the guys that are—I think the athletes that are probably the most uh, wired toward gambling and card games are baseball players. I don't really know why that is, but it just seems like, you know, it's not a surprise whatsoever that the the, the base-stealing, fast-running center fielder also is uh, super competitive when it comes to cards. That just seems so normal to me that Brandon Riley would be the one that's the well, most into it. Well, kind of in looking at it that way, who do you think is the other player that's been mm. a speedy? Mm. You know, I'm not of, sure. Reyes? He plays right, right next to Riley. Okay. Aaron Bond. Boom. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised by that either. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paladins, joining us in studio here on Nuanas now. And uh, it, it is crazy, though, to think, because when you really break this down, stretch run coming up, six games in Ogden beginning tomorrow. You can find all those road calls here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. The Paladins back home, they just have six regular season games left. Next Wednesday, that's September 1st, three games set against the Great Falls Voyagers upcoming. You probably watched me on TV go and get our tickets because I was just looking to see how many more we got to dole out. We we have given you a million tickets to these Missoula Palace games. We've been happy to do it. I'm hope, I hope everybody's been having a good time uh, going down to the ballpark. But we will have sets of tickets, four packs of tickets started next week for both Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's games against the Great Falls Voyagers. Then the Palheads on the road the first weekend of September, Labor Day weekend, against Great Falls. Then an off day, uh, two Tuesdays from now, and then a three-game set against the Billings Mustangs. Uh, I guess that would be September 8th, 9th, and 10th, leading up to then the World Series of the Pioneer League, the postseason for Pioneer League Baseball, which most likely will be here in Missoula on September 11th. So that'll be interesting as well because that is the home opener for the Montana Grizzlies that night as well against Western Illinois. Uh, Jeff, uh, how important, though, is first this upcoming road trip, but just broadly, uh, the remaining, I guess, it would, would, be, would be a total of 15 games for the Missoula Paddleheads here in the regular season. I think they're very important. And you kind of touched on it that the Paddleheads have been losing a few games here recently that they weren't used to doing in the first half. And I think more than anything, they want to try to get some wins to get some confidence back to kind of remind themselves, okay, everything's all right. We're still the same Paddlehead team that's has been dominating all season long. And and the last couple of games that they've run into, these late-inning situations, there's one factor 
they, you know, they lost two games that ended up losing a series. You look at the Boise series, game three, came down to the ninth inning, touched on it. It was a top of the ninth home run that put the Hawks out in front. Great Falls was able to get a two-out, two-RBI single from Jason Matthews in the eighth inning. That was the key to that win. But the one thing that wasn't there in both of those instances was Mark Simon, who's been on the inactive list. And I think getting Mark Simon back in the back end of that bullpen will help a ton in those late inning spots to preserve some victories. So that will definitely help. But like I said, biggest thing is just going to be to try to get some wins and build their confidence back up. This six-game series is going to be interesting. because. The Raptors, they won the first half in the Southern Division. Yep. So Missoula and Ogden are both in this kind of interesting spot where neither one of them have to win, per se, but I'm sure, sure both of them are trying to build themselves up for the postseason. So it will be interesting to see how both of those teams approach it. You could see Ogden tinker with some things, maybe try some pitchers in some different roles, and you'll probably see that on the Missoula side as well as they try to build up both the rotation and the relievers to, frankly, set up a plan for when they do get to the postseason. It'll be like an analysis like we never really had before because in the past, it used to be the team that won the first half, they could just tinker around all the way because this is a developmental league, and so they would just be trying to get as many guys, as many opportunities as possible. They knew they were playing the postseason, but not really honing strategy or lineups or uh, pitching spots or anything like that. So this is new, the fact that they are doing it uh, this way now for these squads. So uh, it'll be fun to see how it all plays out. Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads joining us. The Paddleheads headed to Ogden, Utah tomorrow for a six-game set against the Ogden Raptors. You can hear all that action right here on ESPN Radio here in Missoula, 102.9 FM. Jeff, let's talk a little bit about Major League Baseball before we get you out of here. I uh, Here at ESPN, we obviously carry a ton of Major League Baseball games. You always get a lot of the promos then uh, as you're driving around. I'm always driving around listening to the station, making sure everything's smooth, making sure you know, you're getting the content you want and need. But the national ESPN affiliate uh, always sends over great promos just teasing some of their baseball coverage. Well, the most recent promo was from Tim Kirkchin, who's a baseball lifer, a baseball genius, perhaps the greatest baseball analyst that we've seen, uh, certainly a well-renowned, well-respected journalist, and uh, one of my favorite guys to, to listen to because he understands the overlay and the layers of the history of the game as well as anybody. And I've met him at the winter meetings a few times yeah. also, and he's a really nice guy. Cool. That's Absolutely. a thrill. That's cool to yeah. meet Tim Kirkchin. Wow. Yeah, Robert Flores I've met before. Yeah. He's Robert Flores is actually a really nice guy. Um Flores, you know, at the winter meetings for a guy like me, it's totally a networking opportunity and no there's question. job fair and that type of thing. And Flores took time out of his schedule to come down to where we were, all of us, you know, guys just looking for a job at the time. And, you know, he came and like took personal time and spoke to guys and gave them advice and gave them business cards and all that stuff. I just thought it was really cool stuff. Super awesome. Well, the latest Tim Kirkchin promo... So he basically proclaims that Shote Otani is having the greatest individual season in the history of Major League Baseball. I doubled down when I heard that, and I was like, I know that Otani's doing awesome things, but is that really true? So then I realized the fact that I don't know definitively shows you that this isn't getting enough coverage. It's getting national ESPN promos, I guess, but this should be more of a story, I believe. As of earlier this week... I guess over the weekend, Shotei Otani for the uh, Los Angeles Angels hit his 40th home run. 
Currently leads all Major League Baseball in home runs. He's hitting 275. He's also driven in almost 100 runs. Oh, by the way, he struck out 100 ga- 120 guys in 100 innings and has, I believe, an 8-1 and or 9-1 and overall record and a 2.7 ERA. This is impossible. This is Ruthian. Yet, I don't understand why it takes me double-taking over a ESPN radio promo. I guess... Why is Major League Baseball so bad at blowing this sort of stuff up? This should be like one of the number one stories in sports, right? You would think. But, I mean, this has been kind of a overarching theme with Major League Baseball the last couple of years. How there's just been this disconnect with social media and getting their message out to the right demographics. And baseball is old school and it's dead and tired and blah, 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 blah. We've touched on how Mike Trout... One of his teammates with the Angels of Otani's. He is another player who's just been phenomenal through his entire career, just putting up numbers that are staggering in different respects, obviously, considering he's not throwing 95 with sync like Otani is, but he's still putting up these crazy numbers, and then nobody's talking about him on the national stage, and everybody just kind of wonders, well, why? And it's to me, just like I said, just this disconnect between having social media and things work in the right way that hasn't reached the right audiences. And for whatever reason, baseball has just failed with that right now. Part of it, too, is I think that the American public has become, it used to be that individual performances and team performances had a disconnect in baseball. And that was a good thing. Ernie Banks would get headlines even though the Cubs sucked. Like, there's been lots of guys that played for bad teams that when they were still individually performing, they would still get plenty of media attention. Now, the fact that the Angels are sort of just this middling team that's in fourth place in the American League West, you know, 12 games out from the Astros, not going to make the playoffs. That's been the thing that's hurt Mike Trout's career the most, right? I mean, think about some of the – you're a San Francisco Giants guy. There's several guys that have played for the Giants that are, are good players, but that have almost Hall of Fame level reputations because the Giants were in the playoffs so consistently and went to the World Series and won three World Series in, the, in a short period of time. I mean, Madison Bumgarner is good, but he has a reputation along like Clayton Kershaw because of his success in the World Series, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, Madison Bumgarner is an all-star sure. and was a great player, but... If he does make it to the Hall of Fame, it's because he was a bad man in no the question. World Series. I yep. mean, if you look at his baseball reference page and look at his numbers in the postseason and specifically the World Series, they're just insane. Like, he's made, I think, five starts in the World Series, and his ERA is under one. I think it's .92 is what Bumgarner's ERA is in World Series games, and he had that crazy appearance in Game 7 where he almost was like Darth Vader coming out of the bullpen against the Royals in that game seven where he pitched, I think it was four innings to close out that game on three days rest, just kind of legendary stuff. But, but you're right. You know, it kind of builds up these players in a different way because of having success versus the Trouts and Otanis who are having success on teams that aren't playing all that well and people are just kind of losing interest in it. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, breaking down Major League Baseball with us here on Nuance. Now, just a couple more things, Jeff. The uh, this time of year when it turn when the schedule gets to be the, the teams are in the, like their 125th to 130th game, or, or under 40 games to play, 35, 40 games left for everybody. This is when you start to see certain teams surge and certain teams fade. 
The Yankees turned out to be buyers at the trade deadline, and that's worked out great. New York's won 10 in a row. They are, they've closed the gap to the Rays. Uh, four games in the American League East. They're certainly fully in the wild card mix. We've also seen teams like the Braves get really hot lately and uh, retake over the American League, or excuse me, the National League East. And then probably the one that worries you the most, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the defending World Series champions. They've been lights out since the trade deadline. Somehow, some way, though, the San Francisco Giants continue to keep pace in the National League West. So, first of all, let's talk about some of these surging teams. Um, the Yankees may be not that unexpected because of the moves that they did make. The Braves may be a little bit more expected because of Ronald Acuna beat going out right around the All-Star break with a torn ACL. Uh, but the Braves have still been able, to, in spite of that injury, to put it together. And the Dodgers probably not that surprising either that they've sort of surged here down the stretch. No, I... I would have expected the Dodgers to do exactly what they've been doing. I mean, the Dodgers have been winning plenty of ball games without Max Scherzer, and they are a fantastic ball club. The, the Yankees, I'm not sure. I expected them to see an uptick, but I don't think I expected to see, like you said, 10 games in a row. I mean, they've just taken off and been playing some great baseball. And on the other side, a team that was playing great going into the deadline, the Red Sox, they've been going the opposite direction. They've been kind of falling off a cliff. So it's kind of a double-edged sword if you're looking at it from a Red Sox perspective. And and you're right about the Braves. That I wasn't really expecting them to do much of anything because, I mean, that Acuna loss, yes, he's a great player and just this kind of factor in the dugout that you can't really put a price tag on. But it really just seemed like such a huge blow to that clubhouse, where it just seemed like everyone in that Braves organization was so disappointing. I mean, guys were in tears when he was coming off the field on the carts, and everything just seemed so down. And But yet they're still winning games. Freeman hit for the cycle the other night, putting up some great numbers. And the NL East, in general, has behind the Braves. That's been a big part of it, too. You know, the Phillies made some moves. Hasn't really worked out. The Mets made a couple of very noteworthy moves, bringing in Baez for one. And they've just been tanking also. Their record under 500. What was it? I think I saw it when they were playing the Giants last week. It was the first time their record had been under 500 since the month of May. So they've been on this slide as well. So the Braves kind of playing better while the rest of the East not playing as well. You buying or selling the the Rays or the Yankees in the AL East? Well, I mean, the Rays are a, a great team in terms of their pitching. That's yep. that's their strength, pitching and defense. And whenever you get a team that can do that well, they have a shot. It doesn't matter how they're hitting the ball. Because if, if you have pitchers lined up, especially looking at it from the respect of a postseason slate where it's limited, it's best of five, or... A wild card, it's just a one-off game where right now the Rays aren't in that spot having being the first team in the East. But if they get in that spot, that's the last team you want to see there is a team like the Rays. They can just line up their studs, whether it be starting pitchers or the bullpen. But I think I would take the Rays just because of the pitching. I think when push comes to shove, when you get down to the end, if you got a vaunted offense, that's fine and dandy. But I would take a fantastic pitching staff any day of the week because they, more times than not, can shut down a great offense. And then it becomes a tight game down the stretch, 
and it becomes battle of the bullpen, and the team that has the best pitching comes out on top. Best in the biz, Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Powerheads, our MLB insider here on Nuanas Now as well. We do this each and every Tuesday. You can find Jeff on these radio airwaves in the evenings, basically every day besides Tuesday. Paddleheads back in action tomorrow night. 7.05 first pitch from Ogden, Utah. Six game set on the road against the Ogden Raptors. It'll be a pivotal one for Missoula's minor league baseball team. Can catch Jeff on the call each of the next six nights here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. And then uh, when they're back at home as well, stay tuned to Nuanas now because we have plenty of Paddleheads tickets for you. Jeff, my man, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me back. Safe travels. Trevor State Stars do it every Tuesday. Who are some of the best performers from around the state of Montana? We got that for you next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana has officially named its senior as the starter under center for the Grizzlies opener at Washington in less than two weeks. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Grizz football head coach Bobby Houck said before Monday afternoon's practice, we'll start camp. He'll start the first game and go from there. Cam Humphrey, a 6'2", 201-pound sixth-year senior from Issaquah, Washington, has completed 68.5% of his passes to 1,033 yards and 10 touchdowns compared to three interceptions in his previous five starts for the Grizzlies. Humphrey has also rushed for 108 yards and a touchdown in that action. Montana opens its season on September 4th at Husky Stadium against the University of Washington. Montana State's starter under center, as expected, will be Matt McKay. The 6'4", 208-pounder from Raleigh, North Carolina, is a former four-star recruit who started six games at North Carolina State back in 2019 before transferring to MSU in January of 2020. McKay spent more than 20 months on the Montana State campus without playing in a football game. He will make his first start since he and the Wolfpack fell 31-13 to the Florida State Seminoles back in October of 2019. MSU opens its season on September September 4th at Wyoming in Laramie. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads have hit a skid for the first time this season. The Garden City's Pioneer League baseball team fell 9-8 to the last place Great Falls Voyagers on Monday night in Missoula. The Voyagers, who swept the Paddleheads in the Electric City last week, emerged with a 2-1 series victory with Monday's win as well. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. in peace, Charlie Watts, the great Rolling Stones drummer, dead at the age of 80. 
hopefully not the beginning of the end for one of the most iconic rock and roll groups of all time. Rolling Stones, as good as it gets, man. Paint It Black, one of my favorite Stones tracks. One of just dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of memorable songs by one of the great musical acts we've ever seen. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things pop culture, music. Talk a little sports around here from time to time as well. I'm heading out to the Kettle House Amphitheater tonight. It uh, seems like I'm saying that all the time. It's because I am lucky to work where I work and live where I live. Going to go see Modest Mouse. Headed out there with a couple of my old pals. I grew up with my whole life here in the Garden City. And uh, be very fun to see Modest Mouse. See him in person twice. This will be my third time. Uh, Isaac Brock, who's got Montana roots. He's the lead singer and the mastermind behind the, the pandemonium that is Modest Mouse. If you've never seen him before. You might be able to get some tickets. I don't know. I think it actually, I heard it sold out, though. So you might be looking secondarily or something. But uh, so many different instruments are going to get played tonight in such a unique fashion. It's going to be quite a party out there at the Kettle House. But Brock, he did was born in Helena, Montana. Lived in Helena for about 11 years before uh, a meandering and, and strange journey. I won't get into it. You can just Google him and, and read about it. Because he had quite an upbringing that definitely influenced him into being sort of the brilliant and maniacal songwriter and and uh, maestro that he is but should be a fun night out there at the kettle house amphitheater so if you're headed on out and you run into me give a shout say what's up happy to talk and uh spread the good word spread the joy because we're all friends and neighbors here in the garden city right what is now is broadcast to you live through the northwest motorsport studio northwest motorsport is new to missoula they're located at the corner of stevens and mount Go check them out. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Time now for our Treasure State Stars, which is presented proudly by Parkside Credit Union. Check out Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platform. This is really cool. You can stay safe and get smart about savings, making money at Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is the best place to get a loan in all Western Montana because they like to say yes. So go check out that online financial platform. Parkside Credit Union, also the proud presenter of Treasure State Stars each and every Tuesday right here on Nuanas Now. Treasure State Star number one for this week. Cam Humphreys, a senior quarterback for the Montana Grizzlies. He was named yesterday as the starter for the Grizz coming into the 2021 season. They open up their season at Washington. It was not very much indicated that it was a permanent win of the position, but that he will be the opening day starter. So he's the starter until he's not anymore. But congratulations to Cam Humphrey, a sixth-year senior for the University of Montana. And uh, it's been funny to watch the, the, the narrative surrounding the quarterbacks at the University of Montana because Chris Brown is very talented. He's apparently talented. I mean, you can when you watch him, you're like, wow, that guy looks a little different. He's 6'4". He's got a great throwing motion, great mechanics. He's got uh, great arm strength, arm talent, as the, the cliche scouts would say. And uh, he's got a little swagger to him, too. And the fact that, okay, he's a redshirt freshman on the roster, but he's been in Missoula, and he's gotten several years to prepare and acclimate to the offense. Certainly was legitimate that he was pushing Cam Humphrey throughout this fall camp. But Humphrey responded, and I think he uh, has done a phenomenal job. I think he is... What Montana wants him to be, I think that if he just serves the role as as a point guard, just distributing the the ball around the field to his variety of weapons, I think Montana will be just fine. I think the style they're trying to play, 
the uh, the ferocious nature that they they at least expect their defense to operate under. I think that uh, I think that Cam Humphrey is the right man for the job, and if by chance he does falter, Bobby Alex not afraid to make moves in the midst of a season, and uh, Chris Brown is re- definitely ready to go. The Bozeman product, so um, we will see how that. Situation continues to evolve, but Cam Humphrey, the starting quarterback for the Montana Grizzlies, entering their season opener at the University of Washington on September 4th. Treasure State star number two, Kate McDonough. He's from Missoula Sentinel. He's the reigning AA state champion in golf. Won it as a freshman. Impressive by him. Also was the key factor in Sentinel winning their first golf championship in over 20 years as a team. Sentinel, by the way, if it seems like this is on repeat, well, they won all the fall sports last year. They won football. They won cross country. They won golf. So if it seems like it's just never-ending, Missoula Sentinels, the defending champions, well, they were. They had one of the great falls in the history of high school sports when it comes to the diversity of the sports they were able to take home. But Cade McDonald, as, as a freshman, was the key cog. He was the medalist, the individual champion at the Class AA level. And because of that, then the leading cog in Sentinel winning their uh, first state title since 2000 uh, in golf. Well, the Class AA season got underway today, or yesterday, excuse me, finished it up today at Canyon River here in Missoula, Canyon River Golf Club, one of the great sponsors of this show. But McDonough, he shot a 71 uh, during his first round of the year this year. So congratulations to him. He was the first round leader. We'll get you some results tomorrow as far as who's the final round leader there. But at that same tournament, Macy Greenwood, who was uh, also a contender last year at the Class A level out of Corvallis High School, she led the girls after yesterday. She saw a 77, so she is our Treasure State star number three, Macy Greenwood of Corvallis. So we will get results from Cannon River uh, before tomorrow's show and let you know how both of those local golfers did as the uh, AA Invitational at Cannon River Golf Club opens up the golf season here uh, across the state of Montana. Treasure State star number four. This is a four-part Treasure State star. The University of Montana announced earlier this week their four upcoming inductees into the Grizz Sports Hall of Fame. This will be officially confirmed over Hall of Fame weekend during football season. But this is a good class, one that's certainly of high repute and one that people are going to really be interested in uh, coming out and celebrating and and, uh, seeing. The four inductees for Montana... Skyla Cisco, former Big Sky MVP for the Lady Grizz, one of the best players to come out of Malta, which has been a pipeline to Lady Grizz, uh, and one of the great players of the 1990s for Montana, for Robin Selvig, Skyla Cisco, one of the headlining members of the Grizz uh, Hall of Fame class. Brian Ayat, a guy that maybe doesn't get quite his due because he came after a guy named Dave Dickinson, and that 96 Grizz team, a lot of teams, would t- a lot of people would tell you, might have actually been better than the 95 team, but they did not beat Marshall, and a lot of that had to do with a guy named Randy Moss. That uh, 2000, or excuse me, 96 team, they went undefeated all the way to the national championship game, but then they fell to Randy Moss and the Marshall Thundering Herd. And uh, one step short of a second straight national championship, Brian Ayat was the quarterback on that team, and he threw for a million yards and was an awesome player to watch. And uh, maybe doesn't quite get his just due. I think people remember him well around here, but in terms of pure passers, he might be the best one the Montana's ever had. It's no respect to Dave Dickinson. Super Dave is on the Mount Rushmore of Grizz athletes of all time, any sport. But Brian Ayat, he might have been the best thrower of the football the Grizzlies have ever had. So he will be another headlining member of the Grizz Hall of Fame. Adam Bork, who recently resigned as the multi-events and jumps coach for the track team, 
But once upon a time, he was one of the outstanding multi-events and jumpers at the school. Adam Bork uh, was an All-American in the decathlon multiple times, also placed multiple times in the indoor and outdoor and variety of jumps, and then dedicated his services to his alma mater for over a decade as the uh, multi-events coach there at the University of Montana. So sad to see him go, but Lindsey Hall, Missoula Big Sky Product, taking over uh, with a lot of those jumps and multi-events duties as the coach. Uh, but Adam Bork, the third member of the Grizz uh, Hall of Fame induction class. And then finally... Probably the most recognizable one and a guy that's been riding sky high here for the last six months or so, Wayne Tinkle. Former Grizz basketball player as well as University of Montana men's basketball coach. A friend of the show around here to be sure. A guy I've known for a, a large portion of my life and somebody that's been outstanding to me and outstanding to work with. We had the distinct pleasure of going and watching Wayne Tinkle coach his Oregon State Beavers to the Elite Eight. We got to see their first and second round wins in Indianapolis. That was a thrill uh, during March Madness here this last year. And uh, Tinkle recently signed a contract extension with Oregon State. So he's there, it looks like, to stay for at least the foreseeable future. And uh, I think you could argue he is among, if not the greatest coaches in Oregon State history. Not a long tradition of success there at Oregon State, but to go to the tournament twice and to make a run at the Elite Eight, the greatest run in at least 40 years at OSU. Very impressive for Wayne Tinkle. He's going into the Grizz Sports Hall of Fame. He also has, so he heard that announcement earlier this week. He also then scheduled to throw out the first pitch at Wrigley Field. I can't remember if it was yesterday or today, but uh, he'll throw out the first pitch at a Chicago Cubs game. So very cool for Coach Tinkle. There you have it. That's your Treasure State Stars for this week presented by Parkside Credit Union. Go check out Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platform. Stay safe and get smart about saving and making money at Parkside Credit Union today. Take you home on your Tuesday. Give you a little tease for the rest of the week. A hint. I found a car. I'm going to Bozeman. I can't wait. More on that and everything else in between. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. About two hours away, Kettle House Amphitheater. Out of spouse, we're most unique and uh, shall we say strange acts out there. We're excited to go check them out. If you're going out there tonight, say what's up. Swing on by. Give me a fist bump. Whatever, dude. Love to see all you people out there. 
love sharing mutual musical tastes and uh, love meeting anybody that's a loyal listener of this here radio show. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching in SWX Montana Television. Fun show today. Some of it's going to carry over into tomorrow. I gave you a little high school football preview. We got through the AA and A levels, but not much on Class B or C. So tomorrow, Anthony Knockreiner will join us. Knock on Sports, formerly. Now he has the Knock on Sports Class AA football podcast. And uh, so he'll join us. And we'll also maybe give you some more thoughts on the Class B and Class C ranks. I got a hint for you. One of the best teams in Class B right here in Western Montana, the Florence Falcons, expected to be one of, if not the favorites for the state championship. They got a lot coming back. So we'll give you more of that tomorrow. Uh, other stuff we got around to today, Idaho State, our latest in our Big Sky Breakdown Conference Preview Series, presented by SkylineSportsMT.com. Gave you some tag Larry Deli. Also wrapped a little bit about Isaac Brock and the Rolling Stones. Rest in peace to Charlie Watts. Long time Rolling Stones drummer passed away at the age of 80 today. A life well lived. Second hour, Jeff Safford, kind enough to swing by. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads are a little bit of a dip right now. Uh, lost two series to the Great Falls Voyagers over the last week and a half or so, but they're on the road starting tomorrow night against the Ogden Raptors. You can find Jeff's call here on ESPN, Missoula 1029. And we also shared our Treasure State Stars. Highlight some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. You missed anything in today's show? You can find all of it on the podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. The Nuana is now podcast, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That'll get you there. That's N-U-A-N-E-Z. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars preferred. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Sean Rainey's out tomorrow. He's got some stuff going on when it comes to Grizz football as well as high school sports previews, so be sure to stay tuned for all of that on SWX Montana. But I'll get by. Anthony Nackreiner is going to join me tomorrow. We're also going to circle back around with Andrew Houghton, a couple more NFL previews. Also talk some Grizz and Bobcat football. I'm on the way to Bozeman later on this week as well. Thursday and Friday, be doing this show live from Bozeman, so we'll get you all set up for that as well. Coulter, yes, sir, Tommy. as your friend, producer, ops manager, don't die tonight, man. You stay <laughs> safe out there at Modest Oh, I won't. I had too much coffee. See you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. To more. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.